Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. It's your team every day. I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me, as always, is the, your other host, Scotty Bentley, host of Locked On Tigers. And, uh, man, we just keep getting kicked while we're down. Like, I don't even have the, like, I don't have the jerseys up. I don't even have the hat on. Not even hiding my shame. Like, there's just. <laughs> I don't have a hat on either, man. Scott, well, yeah, you got luscious locks, you <laughs> bastard. Scotty, man, I don't. I, I, what is what else is there to say at this point? Like, we got kicked while we were like the Red Wings game got postponed. We were going to preview that today, Team USA, which we'll get into later. Um, you know, they they got had to forfeit their game because of positive case, and we know it doesn't start with it doesn't end with just two positive cases. I mean, dude. We just cannot catch a break. And while, like the NHL did come back today, like they said they would, um, or they came back yesterday now by the time you're listening to this, and the games happened, Vegas Golden Knights played, Tampa Bay played, and like it felt weird seeing highlights on Twitter and then also knowing that tomorrow's Red Wings game is getting postponed. Alex Adelkovich came off COVID protocol, um, but apparently it wasn't enough. After practice, Blashill said that he got a call from Steve Eiserman, obviously the general manager, and said that, there's just gonna not gonna be a game tomorrow because both teams are still dealing with issues. I had thought, and I didn't like go through the roster and like count who was still out and who was back. But after the plethora of players and coaches they got back yesterday or Monday rather, I thought that there was enough people to play a hockey game for the Red Wings. So maybe there's a, it was mostly an, an Islanders issue. Um, I don't know their COVID situation, but I'm just I, I'm exasperated, Scotty, because it feels like every episode this past week and a half. It's been the same conversation every day and talking about the COVID protocols and how it's not working. And it's NHL's going to come back. Then they're not going to come back. Then they're going to come back. Oh, Red Wings game is postponed again, man. It's just, it's, it's a merry, like you said, you said it the best before the show even started. It's just a merry-go-round. It is. It is. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks. It's not fun for anybody. Uh, It's not fun for, the, the fan at home that just wants to watch their team. It's not fun for the players. It's not fun for the owners. It's not fun for the people that have to talk about them every single day. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really not fun for anybody. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to think that because I, uh, I am going through, the exact same thing over in the baseball world with locked on tigers that I could have brought like, like advice or like, Hey, like here's some stuff we can recycle over on that show. But like, no, (laughs) there's like, (laughs) like both, both of my worlds, both areas that, that I cover are, are in a complete just nothingness. And uh, it's, it's very, 
it's it's so fun. It's so fun to to <laughs> think of uh, to think of brainstorm and think think of stories and things to talk about every day. It's an and absolute blast. To top it all off, in my men's league game on Tuesday night, we lost to an undefeated team six to nothing without our, two of our better forwards, and I re-injured my shoulder by just grabbing a guy. Yeah, so, you grabbed him as you were ragdolling him. Yeah, okay. Throwing him because he messed with your goalie and you're Brian the Enforcer. That is not what happened, but I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the narrative you're trying to go with here, <laughs> Scotty. No, I just grabbed him while he was skating in stride, and I just I, I heard and felt the pop, and like I can't twist my arm towards like my hand towards the inside because the, the, the shoulder, like right here on the outside of the shoulder, it's just aching. And like I, I've separated that shoulder before, and it's just like the top. It's just the, it's just the, the salt in the wound. And today, just the Team USA. If anyone's and, seen those like cartoons where somebody gets thrown, and then like the the a person that gets thrown like slides like hundreds of feet. That's what happened. Brian threw this dude across the entire length yeah. of the ice. Because uh, he was talking smack <laughs> to the goalie, and that's uh, he just looked at the goalie it, funny. It, it needed to be done, and that's that's Brian's job. That's Brian the enforcer. As they scored another goal, on uh, <laughs> <laughs> in route to a six to nothing loss. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they didn't win the fight. Yeah, they they won the game, but not the battle. They didn't win uh, the battle. <laughs> um, the New York Islanders. Thank you, Scott, for always pumping me up, buddy. Um, always, baby. New York Islanders lost Brock Nelson Tuesday afternoon, became the fifth Islander to enter COVID protocol, joining um, Bolivier, Cal Clutterbuck, Clutterbuck, Oliver Wallstrom, Zach Parise, and Kyle Palmieri. Palmieri, who is out with a different injury, non-COVID related. But like this, the, the, the strange part about this is, is like, didn't we literally create a taxi squad for this situation? They're out five guys. Isn't the taxi squad like six players deep? So I, I don't understand why they're canceling, postponing rather, this game while other games are being played. I know the Red Wings are still missing out a few players, but like I said, they got a plethora of guys back. And now on, the, on one hand, they're postponing a game, and they postpone a bunch of Canadian games too just because of revenue dollars. Like it wasn't even about COVID outbreaks. They just – Canada has like – they a lot of provinces are shutting down, like having fans in attendance. So they're just, NHL's just like, yeah, we're not going to have home games for Canadian teams right now because they can't have fans. So you're going to postpone those games later on so that the, the owners can make more money, which is, I, I guess I'm letting uh, my own personal feelings start to bleed out a little bit. No, you're spit. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like I, I know we, we, we see eye to eye on, on a lot of stuff. And I know that that's not uh, necessarily everybody, but but regardless of the the intent or the reasoning or whatever, it sucks. <laughs> like it, it's just like, um, as we all are. This is not a this is not a just me thing. This isn't a just Brian and I thing. Everybody, we're all just so tired of this, man. How could you not be? This is so unbelievably exhausting and draining. And I, I, it's. It's not going – numbers are going up. It's not going away. We're, we're probably headed back into, like, more restrictions as they were earlier in 2020. I mean, like I, – See, I don't, I don't agree. I, I honestly think that – I don't know if you're talking – are you talking NHL rise or, like, general? I was I just, talking 
within the country more so than just I, the NHL. I don't. I think, I think the NHL has done what they're going to do. The the new CDC guidelines come out and they're they're just that's like, true. They're that's just true. like, dude, if you can if you can go into work, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're sick now. Just go. Yeah, they're like, figure it out, man. Dude, whatever, <laughs> whatever you got to do, you got to do, I guess. And regarding but, the CDC guidelines, right, that's NHL, a good transition, right? Um, they are talking because of the new shortened five day isolation period. Um, the NHL is talking about changing their protocols, which is something that we talked about. Uh, we teased yesterday because we kind of saw this coming. Of course, the NHL revisited it after the CDC um, changes their stance, revisits their stance after, you know, um, new information comes out, I guess is what I'll say. Um, and like also that. on top of that, they're pursuing an NBA like uh NBA like position where you don't test asymptomatic, which is another thing we brought up because the NFL started doing that. So mm -hmm. on one hand, you have the NHL postponing games for guys with COVID protocol. And I guess the defense to that is it's still their protocol right now. So you're going to continue to postpone those games and playing others. While on the other hand, trying to like change the protocol to like be more lenient. So it's just the inconsistency on which side they're falling on. And again, now it's like going back to the last two days where all we talk about is the NHL's inconsistency on how they're approaching the COVID situation. And at this point, Scotty, I hate to sound like a defeatist, but I, I'm defeated. Like I, this is, I, I like think we all COVID are man. strained me. I don't care. This is awful. I, I feel like I shouldn't say this, but I almost don't care which direction they go anymore. As long as they pick a direction and we can move right. on with our lives. It's it, with the amount of players that are still out and the amount of games they're postponing, just shut the season down or don't care at all anymore. Like the way they're doing it just doesn't make sense. Postponing some games, playing others, it's going to be a mess for schedule makers. It's going to be a mess for the, the people who work at the arenas. Like it just pick a lane and stay in it. That's, I guess, that's my the moral of my story. Pick a lane and stay in it. No, I, I, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a life motto, right? Like that's, it's, it's ridiculous to try to do this. Um, on the fly it, it's 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 almost like they're trying to do like uh we're going to try and implement as little things as possible that still i don't even know how to word what i'm trying to think like we are we are going to take as, as, as we're going to implement as lit just enough to make what we believe is everyone happy as far as like the general public's view of our league. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. going to we're going to we're going to do as as little as we can to still be crossing that threshold. And they're doing a horrible job. Yeah, no. Horrible job. That's a good way to just that that is the motto of the league this year. The low they just add it to the logo, slap it on instead of the NHL across on an like a diagonal just say horrible job because it's been <laughs> awful. Um, but you know, it's not awful is built bar. What a transition. I'm a pro. Uh, it, it's the new year. So that means new, new year's resolutions. If, if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include built bar in your plan. Built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe honestly, even better than that candy bar. Built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Wow. Uh, you want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Bilt Bars, 100% real chocolate. Um, and there's so many different flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, 
peanut uh, butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, many more. always many is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So go to built.com uh, often to see what's new. Go to built.com. Use promo code uh, locked 15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com.com. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he is mouthing. Mug. 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 <laughs> Ugly mug. 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 <laughs> mug. Check the YouTube page if you guys want to see what I'm. Uh, we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what a just reel him in. Just reel him in. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're. <laughs> Man, this is this is an episode, Scotty. This is an episode. Oh, it is. It is. We're, we're so we're so down and out with the COVID. Everyone's situation. so tired of this, man. Um, it we can't even get away with it from with World Juniors because Team USA, uh, they had to forfeit their game on Tuesday against Switzerland, and man, does that have some implications for the rest of the tournament for them? Um, but before we can talk about that, um, do you want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen? For your next listen, check out Locked On NHL podcast starting December 31st through January 6th. January 6th, get bonus World Junior Hockey Championship coverage with Tyler Cool. Subscribe to Locked On NHL on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, especially if you want to hear him talk about Carter Missouri, Red Savage, Simon Edvinson, Theodore Niederbach, uh, Jan Bednar, Donovan Sobrango, Sebastian Kosa, or Emil Vero. Those eight are the prospects. Eight. eight for eight, baby. Definitely didn't do that in two takes. All eight first try. We don't got it. We don't got it. We don't got to let them know that I forgot. No, I said definitely we did. No, yeah, no. I I said we definitely did do it in one take. Everybody knows that now that we did it in one take. And if you're watching on YouTube, you didn't see that sly cross dissolve into the. No, well, even if you did, it was it's unrelated. Yeah, unrelated at all together. No, I I choked and we had to pause, but I'm good now. That's Uh, so yeah. This is a banger. This is a banger, Scotty. Uh, <laughs> Team USA, their game got forfeited against Switzerland, which means Carter Mazur and Red Savage did not play. Two USA players tested positive, one of their goalies and one of their forwards. Those players were immediately, those players and the roomies were immediately forced in isolation. Um, so they were not able to play the game in Switzerland. They were forced to forfeit the game. My question to you, Scotty, is... Is Team USA boned? Yes. <laughs> they absolutely are. No, they're hosed. I mean, like, I, it's a slippery slope, as we've seen time and time again by every single NHL roster there is at the moment. Um, yeah, they're, they're hosed. Uh, they're they're going to go, and then with the protocol, like if you're uh, – there's only two people right now, right? But if, if like – your roommate is test positive, then you're like on the list now automatically. Or if you like have dinner too close to them or something like there's so many other uh, contact tracing stuff on top of just the testing that, I mean, they're, they're host they're, they're done. Yeah, honestly, it's a shame too, because not that I thought team US is going to run the table on Tony Ferrari. Um, when we had him on last Thursday, go back and listen to that. He, gave he said they stuck. <laughs> yeah, he said they weren't even a medal. Like it was. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, USA is just not good this year." I mean, but he's it's right. still like roster wise, you're not that strong. 
Right, but it's still, I mean, you know, we're, we're we it's our country. Want, right, everybody wants to see USA play. And they've shocked us before. It's not it's not a set in stone just because their roster on paper looks worse that they're going to not play very well, but they definitely can't play well if they're testing positive for COVID and not even able to play right. because they weren't able to, it couldn't play today because they couldn't get the results back soon enough to see how widespread it is. The problem is, is it's, it feels like it's never just two. It's not going to end there. And so they isolated everyone immediately. And they isolated, isolated people, the roommates of the players who tested positive, and obviously the players that tested positive. Their road to playing tomorrow or today, by the time you're listening, against Team Sweden, one of the juggernauts of this tournament, is every single remaining player has got to test negative twice in a 24-hour period. Now, if a roommate of one of the players who tested positive tests positive himself, it's less threatening because you would expect the roommate. So just because a roommate test positive does not mean the game's immediately done. It's if it's spread to out players outside that room, that's where it becomes a problem. So if you have a guy in room 43 B test positive, wow, and specific. He was, I was numbers off the head. I don't know why there's a B in there. <laughs> that is a really specific room number, man. Um, if and you're like, on the fourth floor, third room to the left, second on the Never mind. Keep going. The Aurora, uh, Aurora Borealis in this room <laughs> at this time of day, right in my kitchen. Um, that's a Simpsons reference. I like how <laughs> you actually used the reference and didn't go. The horse's what? name was what? Yeah, what? <laughs> uh, if these guys, if the, it's more widespread outside the rooms these guys are staying in, then it becomes an issue, and you're looking at Team USA being shut down, shut down. If they can contain it to just the roommates, they have a chance of playing with a shortened bench, you know, for the rest of the tournament, assuming there's no more positives. But you also have the problem is these players who tested positive played a game the day before, and now you're also worried about the team they played, which I believe was uh, Slovakia. It, you know, these guys, it, it's it's dangerous for everyone. But the problem is, is like they're willing to make these exceptions and these vast testing protocols for the men's tournament. And I'm happy they are like, I'm happy they're trying to do anything to keep the men's tournament going. And I hate to bring it back to this, but like they didn't do any of this for the women's. They just outright canceled it. And it's just like, uh, come on, guys. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. And uh, the the loops that they will jump through to keep the the men's out there and uh, the lack of loops they're willing to even attempt to make to uh to to push the women's tournament out there is ridiculous and yeah i i went across all sports but especially i don't know if i want to say especially um but just be we're talking about hockey so at, at it's forefronted at the moment that uh i mean women deserve a lot better in uh in in the sports community as a whole um and like we talked about what two days ago now whatever whatever show that was um they're all blending together at the moment uh yeah but, uh, there is there is a uh a it's a it's a problem and it's not fair and it's stupid and people should and have every right to be upset over it because it's uh it's it's pretty blatant bias <laughs> yeah but i mean it's 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 pretty obvious what they're doing and uh yeah it's it's, it's kind of sad honestly um the one last thing i want to say about the men's team too is that i want to see them get back on the ice i want to see them play everyone does and that's obvious and i hate to sound like a pessimist but we've seen it with the nhl it's like once one player goes on a covid list 
it, the rest of them fall like dominoes right now because the Omicron variant is just tearing through these locker rooms. And, that, and, and, and again, these two players are asymptomatic. They said, Bob McKenzie reported that these two players that tested positive are, do not have symptoms. But it's just because if you test positive, you're out. You know, this, this is how it is. And these are the rules. And so all these players are probably going to catch it, test positive. And that's going to be an end of the tournament for Team USA and possibly the rest of the tournament if they pass it on to other teams while they are playing. And I, again, that, sound, that sounds very pessimistic, but we've seen it with the NHL, and that's what I'm afraid will happen again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same. Like, like what, what is the, like, we've seen it. You know what I mean? Like, what else is there? There's no analysis when we have firsthand examples of it happening in the NHL. Like, yeah. I, like yes, that I, I think they're hosed, and I think that is going to happen. And, I, I, it's, 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 I'm so, I'm so tired of it. I'm yeah. so tired of it. If you, it's just, yeah, that's all I could say. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, when we come back, we'll actually talk about something positive for once. We'll, we'll, we'll cheer up a little bit because team Canada did play and, oh, uh, we're, we're cheered. We're Con- cheered Connor up. Bedard was, whew, yeah, he's whew, nice with it. Whew, and then Sebastian Costa didn't play. Uh, segment three. Lockdown Red Wings, when we come back. Fedorov gives him the business. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings. So, Austria sucks. That's a nice glass you're holding. Thanks. Um, how did I get this? I don't know how I came into ownership of this glass. Lately, is there like any... anything on it, or is it just... No, it's just a glass. I had some water in here. I got back from my hockey game. But it's made of glass. Crushed. It is it's glass. Nice. Oh, okay. There's the proof. It's real. It's a real glass, man. It's real glass. It's real glass. Um, lately, we've had an explosion of just like glassware in our house, and I don't know where any of it comes from. Like my roommates just come home with more and more glassware. And before we had when we moved in, we had like five plastic cups and three glass, like glass cups. And we literally have a thousand glass cups now, and I have no idea where they keep coming from. That's but sick. I'm all for it. Like I'm. You ever I'm, uh you ever stolen a like beer mug from a really nice beer mug from a bar? I have not. Uh, I, I don't get out. Me neither. Yeah. I was just asking hypothetically. I, yeah. Hypothetically. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't have a cabinet full of cool beer bugs. I've stolen. That's, that's not a thing. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was just, again, I've heard some people do it. So I was just wondering. Hello. 911. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not even like, like, it's just like, Oh, like this is, this is sweet. I've had waitresses. I've told wait- waiters and waitresses. They've been like, "All right, I'll help you sneak it out." I'm like, "All right, cool." I stole hand sanitizer once from a, that from a restaurant. That is the most responsible theft I think I've ever heard in my life. And they just like it was a restaurant. They had little hand sanitizers every table. I'm like, "I need this for my car. I'm taking this." Was it post March 2020? Yeah, it was like a couple months ago. Yeah, that that's the most responsible burglary I think of all time. <laughs> I, I'm comfortable saying of all time. Oh, Team Canada, Scotty. <laughs> team Canada. Connor Bedard is amazing, and Team Austria is not good. Connor Bedard, who is going to be part of the 2023 draft class, he's 16 years old playing in the double WHL, which can have 20-year-olds playing on it. So he's playing with guys up to four years older with him in WHL. He's got 24 points in 24 games played. He's, 20, he's a point per game in the Western Hockey League, playing with guys who are up to four years older than him. He goes to Team Canada. He scores four goals against Team Austria, a natural hat trick. 
as Team Canada goes on to a route, 64 shots to 22 shots, Team Austria just, they're not good. I mean, I'm sorry, Team Austria guys, yeah, if you're listening not. to this. I don't want you to hurt your feelings, but like, let's be honest. I mean, let's, team, let's, team, let's team Canada. Team Canada is like they're the class, you know. Sweden and Canada are the the class of the World Juniors this season, and he outshoots Team Austria in the first period, seven to six or something like that. I mean, Connor Bedard is unreal, and granted, part of it is the the competition they played against today. But I mean, the fact that they're starting him on the third or fourth line in these games, like, and he's proven and he's still scoring a, a natural hattie. Like the, the dude is two years away from getting drafted, and still five far and away one one by now. Like. I don't want to make McDavid comparisons, but I mean, hey, his first name is Connor. His first name is Connor. No, I would never compare another man to to Connor McDavid. That that's that's not fair for fans. It's not fair for the kid. Mostly, I mean, geez, you know, what lofty, but uh, he's unreal though, and it's kind of crazy. We're going on this stretch where. For the next two years, we all like we've known that Shane Wright's going to go one-one next year for a while now. I think that's pretty comfortable, and then that's pretty confident to be able to say that he's definitely the biggest name already in that draft. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And now we have Bedard, who's two drafts away, and we're already everybody's like, "Yeah, he's probably going one-one." You know what I mean? Like it, it's just a wild hockey's fascinating that way. Um, it's it's not. There's not too many other sports where you can kind of peg somebody at that at that young of an age as, you know, this kid, this, this, this is the kid. And when his draft rolls around, uh, you best believe it. And it's the yeah. way, it's, it has to do with the way hockey's set up. Just, you know, he, if, you're, if you're playing any other sport, you're only playing against other people your age. Hockey's the one sport where, like, it's like you know, you're 20. Right. If you're 16, you're allowed to play against kids that are four or five years older than you and prove that you, you belong kids, there. Men. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So because that's how hockey is set up, you you have that ability where you can where you can kind of put a pin on somebody two, even three, like in McDavid's case. Everybody knew he was going one one when he was like 14. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. And, well, and it's it's awesome because of it. And I don't want to make these comparisons. I, I'm making the comparison just strictly on like the the two great draft classes in a row, not trying to say that either Shane Wright or Bedard are going to be McDavid and Matthews, but just the, the fact that back-to-back years we had McDavid followed by Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, not quite as – he's not on the same level as Connor McDavid, but like in his own right is an elite talent in yeah, the I'd NHL. I've been leading the league in scoring yeah, right now. From yeah. a goal-scoring capability, like goal-scoring capabilities, Connor McDavid is just like – uh, in a in a lit tier all his own. Yeah, Connor McDavid's but Connor McDavid. Yeah. Matthews is still one of the best talent, highest talented players in the NHL, top five for sure. And you're looking at this year we got Shane Wright, and next year we got Connor Bedard. Like when was the last time? Or we know when the last time was it, but like it it's it, it seems fortunate that NHL teams know so far ahead of the time what their number one draft pick's gonna be, and they could just tank so early. Like these these and- players are fantastic these days right and and it makes it interesting that right before this back-to-back like everybody kind of knows who's going at the top well in advance these these two drafts coming up is when they changed the uh like draft lottery rules right Mm -hmm. like the timing of all that is is rather interesting right after the wings got hosed they saw the wings got hosed <laughs> now it worked out for the wings favor like lafreniere is not doing anything with the rangers meanwhile lucas raymond's you know one of the favorites to calder 
But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm all right. It ended up working out in our favor. We still got hosed in the draft lottery. Um, but I mean, it's just an, an unreal talent, and he's only going to get better from here. I mean, he play, like this is what he looks like when he's playing against guys his own age, like right. And he's still a point per game playing against uh, uh, in a league that could have up to each. Uh, WHL has got a weird rule where each team can only have three 20 year olds on their team. Um, but like he's still playing against teams that have up to guys four years older than him right now. He's still point right. per game. Like he's going to be an unreal talent. Um, Sebastian Cosa did not play though. He was scratched, not even like on, rostered. Like he was just scratched from the game again. The, the first game, the first game he got scratched, we kind of claimed like re- knee jerk reaction to the exhibition game. But now, Two games in a row, I'm starting to get a little worried. Yeah, because, I, I think yeah. most people are. That that's that's not great, right? I mean, that's that's not uh that's definitely not what you want to see. And and the optimist the optimist in me is yeah, well, uh is <laughs> you're telling me, days. brother. <laughs> <laughs> um is is saying like, oh, like Team Canada's just stupid, they don't know what they're doing stupid stupid they're they're dumb they don't know how to run a team whatever and then the 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 pessimist slash realist in me is like maybe he just hasn't looked very good and it's a it's a it's a battle in between the years here like obviously he's he's in his year plus one draft year and he's actually having a solid he's having a really solid year right. with the Edmonton we have teams. time this is definitely yeah. not a the sky we're, is falling reaction we're not calling bust yet but it is a little bit yeah. concerning that a guy who was the first goalie taken in the draft last season isn't even playing for Team Canada, like that. Yeah, the little the alarm alarm bells are starting to like ring, and I'm not a little again, bit not calling him a bust by any stretch of the imagination. We got years to find out how this is going to pan out, and I don't want to I don't want to bring Jesper Wellstat into the conversation because we know he's playing phenomenal with Sweden. We know you know people were projecting him to be top ten, and he fell to late teens. Um, and was the second goalie taken. And second goalie taken after Sebastian Koso. Red Wings traded up to make sure they got Kosa over Wellstat. Um, but like he's just it, it is a little concerning. And I hope that you know, he make he plays in one of these games so we can see. But maybe maybe the goalie competition is just that good for Team Canada that these two other goalies that are playing for him are just as good, if not better, than Kosa. But if they are, then you you know that rises other questions yeah there's a uh, it, it it's impossible for this to happen and and for the fan base not to ask a ton of questions you know go um, right but at the end of the day he's still incredibly young he's still got a long way to go to get to the league we, we this is this is certainly not a Oh, like, what did we do? This was a stupid decision, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's there's still years to come where where before that label is even remotely close to being justifiably brought up. Um, but it, it's in the same breath, it's impossible for this to happen and for you to not kind of scratch your head a little bit and go, all right, well, that that's, that's not great. No, it's not great. And, you know, it, it, again, don't want to like knee jerk reaction and say he's a bust because he's not like he's got years to improve and he's only he's going to get better. And I'm sure I'm pretty fairly confident. I trust Stevie. I trust his, his of eyes. Course. Um, of course. But like Tony Ferrari said in the end, like even the best GMs only hit like 30 percent of the time. So we'll see. We'll That's see. All we can say is we'll see. We'll see, baby. All right. Uh, Scotty, any final thoughts? Almost time, man.
Almost yeah. time. Go blue, baby. Maybe maybe our Monday episode can be just breaking down that game instead if there's still if, no Red Wings. If if we win, sure. It's sure. a big if. Um the it's Red Wings is. aren't set to play again now until New Year's Eve at LCA. I don't know. I, I have a feeling I'm not going to get that lucky to get New Year's Eve off. So they'll probably <laughs> play that hockey game. The the world's luck versus Brian's luck. It's a it's a epic battle. It's not that epic of a battle. I get squashed pretty much every time I try to face up against luck. Um, thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now I'll make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. I want to thank you guys for being here, sticking with us on this riveting episode of riveting. Locked On Red Wings as COVID just continues to kick us while we're down. Hopefully that ends soon. Hopefully we can get some fresh content to you guys. That's not just talking about the NHL's incapabilities about uh, with the whole situation. Um, in the meantime, we got World Juniors. And uh, same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. We love you guys. Thanks for being with us. <laughs> You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.